Hey, this is your host Shane with another exciting episode of Radical Rocks. Today we're going to talk about the asteroid approaching the Earth, Outback Jasper, Cinnabar, Natrozipite, and so much more. On the first part of the journey, I was looking at Radical Rocks. There were fossils, minerals, and rocks and things. There were sand, hills, and rings. First thing I found was a geocrystals, quartz with no clouds. Agate was hot and the ground was hard, but the gems were there to be found. See, I've been through the desert, found a rock of the name, felt good to have in my hand. In the desert, you can find lots of rocks, cause radical rocks are everywhere. That's right, radical rocks are everywhere, and today we'll talk about rocks from around the world. Um, We have some really interesting topics on Cinnabar, Rainbow Ledge Field Trip, uh, Natro Zipite, we've got April's Birthstone, a nine-year-old that discovered a fossil, asteroid approaching the Earth, actually four or five of them and Outback Jasper, and so much more. So stay tuned, and we'll get right into all that great information for for your uh, entertainment. Also, I want to thank everybody for uh, liking, subscribing, and sharing the podcast. It helps us get the show out there and get more rock hounds on board, more mineral collectors, more fossil lovers, and sometimes a little bit of gold mining. I don't think I have any gold mining stories today. Sorry for my gold mining fans. But we do have a full show packed full of information. If you want to get part of the conversation with the community, we've got thousands and thousands of members on our Facebook group and our MeWe group. MeWe's actually bigger, but uh, that is Radical Rocks. That is the group. You can find us on all sorts of... Uh, social media, just look up either Radical Rocks or Radical Rocks USA. And you can check out our videos on YouTube, and we've got all kinds of stuff out there. So go check it out and have some fun and get get, uh, more information. So let's get right into it here. Uh, What is this Outback Jasper? Well, I thought I'd start off right with uh, rock and mineral. We'll do some more of that stuff as we get in here. But one interesting rock is the Outback Jasper. Kind of reminds me of the Indian paint Jasper in a way. But there's a lot more going on um, in a smaller, you know, geographical part of the rock, I would say. This uh, does have kind of a light blue, I would call it a background, Then there's gold to brownish gold, green, yellowish gold, strikes and lightnings and different patterns going through it, even dendrites. So you, if you're interested in this rock, and they're not a sponsor of the show or anything, but um, you can go to lapidarycentral.com and you can look at some of these pieces that they're offering. I'm sure you can find this stuff on eBay as well. Also, I found some other Outback Jasper slabs from Australia, and apparently it's not just one particular style that uh, is being marketed under this label of Outback Jasper. 
Uh, this one almost looks opal, like a white milk opal with some brown hues around it. And um, they've got a piece that looks like it's about seven inches long. And this is at coppercanyonlapidary.com. They sell um, lapidary materials, some slabs, carving, a lot of beads, fastening material, things like that. But that was the only place I really found... Uh, quickly any information on Outback Jasper slabs, but somebody had uh, mentioned that and I thought I would follow up on it. All right, so next we have a beautiful, well, first let's go into April's gemstone. We're moving into the month of April and if you go to USA Today, usatoday.com, He'll say, what is a birthstone for April? A guide to the gemstones, meaning, symbolism, colors, and more by Olivia Munson. And she says that if you're born between April 19th and April 30th, you will want diamonds. Diamonds are April's birthstone. They don't really go into a particular color, but colorless to black, blue, green, pink, red, purple, orange, or yellow are the favorites according to this article and they have a chart there if you want to go to each month and look at the different gemstones for birthstones you can do that they say that the word diamond comes from the Greek word uh, Adamus which means invincible or unbreakable being the diamond is the hardest gemstone that would be an appropriate name. Now, in other wonderful diamond news, we've got the Bubblegum Pink Diamond. Talked about this before. It's going up for auction. 10.5 carats. This beauty is spectacular. Deep, dark pink. Probably the darkest I've ever seen. They feel that it will sell for some $35 million by Sotheby's. And you can read that at people.com. Abigail Adams gives the details. Beautiful pictures are there of this huge 10.57 carat cushion cut jewel dubbed as electric bubblegum color. This is scheduled to be at auction June 8th at Sotheby's in New York. Well, should be pretty interesting to see how that goes. So we'll be keeping our eye out on that auction just for the... Um, the kind of the interesting story of about this beautiful gemstone. Now, going out for a walk again here, a nine-year-old boy discovers what the article describes as a two-million-year-old fossil on Lantwit Major Beach in the Vale of Glamorgan. And uh, nine-year-old Eli has been congratulated by the Natural History Museum for his unique find. Tomos Evans tells us about this, and they've got some pictures of the, the young man here and also of his find. He was walking along the beach here. This is in South Wales, our friends on the other side of the pond there. He was walking with his family when he, who is, he's also described as having a keen eye for details, found this beautiful uh, amorite, uh, ammonite, excuse me, ammonite on the Lantwit Major Beach there in, uh, in the Wales area. And it's right, it looks like it's right in the side of uh, the Rock Canyon there. And it is beautifully preserved. 
He found some other little things that are fossils that he put on display, but uh, this one was a major find. And uh, they say that the larger fossil remains at the site. So I don't know if they will dig that out and preserve it or what, what will happen, but they said one this size is pretty rare and I don't really see how big it is here in the article, but it looks like it's uh, at least as big as your fist would be my my wild guess. So they don't have anything sitting up there for comparison, which not so great, but there it is. It's always neat when a young person can find something like that. Even a little shark tooth or a trilobite or anything like that. We've gone fossil hunting here in Idaho for leaves We've gone in California for trilobites and crinoids and different uh, fossils like that. And it is very exciting. Young people remember that for the rest of their life. Scientists find water inside glass beads on the moon. At France, the number 24.com, the article is there. It uh, has a picture of the moon here. They said Monday in Paris, Paris, that they've discovered water inside tiny beads of glass scattered across the moon, suggesting one day it could be extracted by the explorers of tomorrow. So this evidence, they say, shows that water is both on the surface and trapped inside minerals. Water molecules could be seen uh, all over the lunar surface when it is sunny. They don't know where it's coming from, but they're going to do more studies on this and see what this lunar water cycle was that got the water there. And um, they are also asking the question, is this a sustainable source of water? Well, that's, that's a good question. It says it means the solar wind could be equally controlling to water on other bodies of the solar system lacking atmosphere such as mercury or asteroids. So apparently these glass beads are soaking up water. It makes up about three to five percent of the lunar soil and suggests that there could be a third of a trillion tons of water inside the moon's glass beads. It only takes a mild heat of about a hundred degrees Celsius to liberate the water from the beads that's just about boiling yeah that's boiling they have it converted to 211 degrees but boiling in fahrenheit is actually 212 so somebody rounded their math off there okay so yeah the viper mission is planned to launch next year late next year head to the moon south pole aiming to analyze water and ice and then in the coming years nasa's Artemis mission plans to return humans to the lunar surface for the first time since 1972. So some pretty interesting news on the moon. Now, let's get back to Earth. The world's largest collection of fluorescent rocks in the world can be found in Ogdensburg, New Jersey in the United States. You can read about this at worldrecordacademy.org. And there's some beautiful, spectacular pictures of these fluorescent minerals. They say this is the largest collection in one place. Most, a lot of these are from the Sterling Hill Mine, known as the Sterling Hill Mine Tour Museum of Fluorescence. 
So you can go check this out. It was a former iron and zinc mine in Ogdensburg, Suex County, New Jersey, United States. It has 1,800 feet of display cases. One of these cabinets you can actually touch and experience. More than 700 objects are displayed uh, in the museum and sets the world record for the largest collection of fluorescent rocks of public displayed rocks according to the World Record Academy. Beautiful reds, greens, uh, purples, blues, yellows, golds, just about every color you can ever imagine. Um, and there's quite a few pictures here if you want to look at it. Wow, it's just amazing. They've got huge boulders, smaller ones. It says a sterling mind, a little history about this place where it was uh, at one time, internationally renowned zinc mine with one of the world's richest zinc ore deposits. Over 136 years, the Sterling Mine was operation and minted 11 million tons of ore, 20% of which was zinc. The zinc from this area was unparalleled in its richness and purity. Zinc is essential in many industries, including cars, carburetors, door handles, fuel pumps, all die-cast parts made of zincs and tires, creamics, and footwear. Overall, the Sterling Mine has 35 miles of tunnels with limited public access. Visitors can get a glimpse into the mine and view the historic mining machinery and equipment. There's demonstrations of drilling and blasting. The Rainbow Room is a photographer's delight where visitors can see fluorescent minerals in the underground mine walls. And they've got a picture of it here. It's very impressive. The museum was started by Robert Huck in 1990 pretty cool. Thousands of visitors come each year to see more than 700 fluorescent objects under ultraviolet, x-ray, electron beams, and other phenomenons. Pretty cool. Anyone who's ever had a black light poster that has glowed will really appreciate the beauty of these glowing crystals and their qualities. They have some that you can see them in regular light and then they put them in the black light or in the fluorescent lights to see them fluorescent so that's a great contrast the article's quite lengthy they have a gift shop uh, if you want to find out more about this they have the largest fluorescent rock as well so it's not just the largest collection they've got a video here you can check out uh, actually a couple of them they got one of the old timers mining and they've got a newer one of the actual tour the mine that you walk through the the walls actually glow uh, purples, golds, really a neat thing you might want to put on your bucket list. All right, next. Our friends at the Searchers in Anaheim put out a uh, newsletter. I recommend becoming a member and supporting them. They've got some great field trips. Rainbow Ledge and Sheep uh, Springs is April 8th and 9th. Lavic Siding is on May the 13th. They're going to tell you a little bit about their trip in this um, in their newsletter. They have a speaker, Joseph Wright, who is telling them about Acton Canyon um, and other interesting things. But Rainbow Ridge is going to be sponsored by the Searchers Gem and Mineral Society from Anaheim, California. They will be meeting, um, and non-members are also allowed to sign up. They're going to proceed to Rainbow Ledge at about 9 o'clock and stop at the old car mine on the way back for Red Jasper and Opalite. So this is a beautiful area. All kinds of uh, wonderful gemstones can be found. 
plentiful material, size, color, and quality. You want to bring the proper equipment and safety equipment. Um, gets very hot there. Bring a lot of water and um, be prepared to find some beautiful jasper and uh, mineral for your collection. So check that out. Our friends at Rock and Jim tell us how to make a pollinator rock garden. You go to rock, the letter N, and jim.com. You can look that up and find out about it. Um, interestingly, they have a little pan here with some rocks. It looks like it might be a watering um, uh, pan. I don't know. Maybe you put a, a pan of water and then put a rock in there so that the bees uh, will not drown. But um, it says the color... Uh, and the minerals can contain things that the pollinators need. So butterflies may gather in unexpected places such as gravel roads, sandy patches, beaches, mud pats, even decaying vegetable matter and dead animals carry on because they are seeking dissolved salts and minerals that are not found in their natural diet. Seeking minerals is not uncommon. Elephants, parrots, and other wild creatures seek this. Pollinators may cluster around certain types of leaves in hopes of um, uh, getting these minerals and things that they need. Butterflies are picky. They seek minerals to survive. They enjoy puddling where large numbers of tire swallows and admirals and sulfurs and skippers and crescents, northern pearly eyes, wood nymphs, and brown-eyed type um, butterflies will gather. So I don't know. It says you can attract the mineral, the pollinators with a stable resting place where they can land and sit while eating on during their migration periods. Not only the color of the rocks, but the minerals they provide. Rocks that attract insects include jasper, quartz, turquoise, and obsidian. Rock colors that attract bees are white, yellow, purple, and blue. Butterflies are attracted to colors such as yellow, red, orange, and purple. Morning dew condensing on rocks provides moisture that can attract butterflies down from the treetops to gather the requirements and um, some of the salts and things like that. I don't know if you should put salt in it, but I think just water would be good. Puddling areas, so that's what they do. They basically have some rocks in a pan with some mud and uh, just keeping it damp enough, but not, you know, not like deep where they would could fall in or drown or anything like that, but where they could sit up there and get some moisture and some of the minerals from the quartz and things like that. So they give locations on where you can make this puddling container. They give you some tips for success. Um, you'll want some flat rocks and some of the sand and mud. Make sure there's no poison or anything like that. Make sure it's very clean. You don't wanna attract them in and give them something that's uh, very bad, but uh, different locations. And experiment during the summer and spring around your garden and see if you can attract some uh, beautiful butterflies into your garden with rocks and these puddling pools. All right, we've got some really interesting gemstone material or uh, minerals, uh, cinnabar, uh, naptrozite, uh, and uh, cinnabar so stay tuned for that but first i want to tell you about these asteroids that are approaching the earth if you go to hindu hindus let's see h-i-n-d-u 
S-T-A-N-Times.com, H.C. Tech, it says, it says 92-foot-wide asteroid approaching Earth. NASA says space rocks traveling at 36,651 kmph, kilometers per hour. So that, my friends, is flying. Uh, the article's accredited to high tech. Talks about several different articles here, uh, or several different asteroids, rather, that are hurling toward the Earth. They're coming extremely close to the Earth, actually. Some of these asteroids, they feel, are made of clay and silica. Others are made of nickel-iron. Um, they're quoting NASA here. Different types of asteroids, C-type, S-type, M-type, and C-type, are composed primarily of carbon-rich substances, most frequently S-type asteroids, which are mainly made of silica materials, less common M-type asteroids, are primarily composed of metal and the least prominent or prevalent, as it were. So, let's talk about some of these babies. One of them's 290 foot, as you scroll down to these articles. Uh, 170 foot is another one. And there's five of these zooming toward the Earth. Five of them, four gigantic inside are in size are zooming toward the Earth, including a 290-foot monster and a 170-foot giant, will be nearing the planet today. So they passed the Earth on the 28th. We lived through that. We're alive. You probably didn't even know it. Um, but they're coming quite close at a very, very fast speed. 326 million kilometers to the planet. When you look at space and time, that is not that far. Um, another one, a 51 foot, is coming uncomfortably close to the Earth, um, and it's already passed. And that approached some only 1.28 million kilometers from the Earth, traveling at 43,992 kilometers per hour. And then the 27 foot, the smallest one, about the size of a bus, nearing our planet, will come as close as 1.28 one million kilometers from the Earth. It's not traveling as fast. It's going 31,248 kilometers per hour. And then a 58-foot asteroid. It's called FU3. I hope it doesn't uh, do that to us. Zooming toward Earth. Uh, not traveling as fast. 27,072 kilometers per hour. It will come as close as 4.65 million kilometers from the Earth. So really, in the size of, of everything from the Earth and the planets and everything, that's quite close to the Earth, but uh, we're fine. They all passed. We're fine. All right. Idaho has signed a new prehistoric emblem into law at IdahoCapitalSun.com. little paper there. Uh, Mia Mc Donald Doe, McDonald Doe, D-O-N-A-D-O. -O. I'm sure I slaughtered that. She says that this dinosaur is only found in Idaho and parts of Montana. And I'm not sure the pronunciation, but uh, Orycetomerdris. It's O-R-Y-C-T-O-Dromius, D-R-O-M-E-U-S. It looks uh, kind of like, uh, for lack of a better word, like a small, skinny, its body shape is, is uh, it's bipedal, so it's on two legs, 
and it has the little tiny legs in the front. This one apparently is a digging dinosaur. It was, they say, the first um, burrowing dinosaur of this time. And um, the charter school of West Pine Charter School was urging uh, her, who her being the representative from uh, Idaho Falls, to come visit the school at Idaho Falls. And another senator, Kevin Cook, went to go look because they were pushing this uh, legislation to adopt this dinosaur as uh, a state dinosaur. Blackfoot paleontologist explains this dinosaur and its discovery by telling us that uh, they have been found around the state, 10 to 12 skeletons. It is the most common dinosaur dug up in this area. It is about 11 feet long from nose to tail. Looks like it would probably stand maybe four feet or so tall. And they said uh, a little bit smaller than a golden retriever, so I guess it wouldn't even be that tall then. And uh, this would dig into burrows, and uh, probably looks like it was a family-dwelling dinosaur, possibly. And it was found, a lot of fossils are found in the Caribou Mountains, in the mountain range of Idaho's Rocky Mountains with little rock exposure. They would need places to to dig and hide, I guess, in order to survive at that time is kind of the thought. So good for Idaho, got their own state dinosaur. Now, Ziptite uh, or Zipite is a mineral that is associated with arsenic, but Natrozipite is a beautiful mineral that is associated with arsenic too, but also with nitrate. Now, the crystal formation of the natrozipite is very rare. And um, although this mineral can be found in many, many locations, finding it in a fine crystal form is quite rare. It is a bright yellow to a greenish yellow and uh, can be found at the Markey Mine Red Canyon Mining District in San Juan County, Utah, USA can be found at the Eureka Mine in Spain and can be found at the Blue Lizard Mine, Red Canyon Mining District, San Juan County, Utah, USA, different types. So one type of crystal is uh, kind of a bubble, uh, like a, a globular type, and the other is the crystal plates and formations. Quite interesting mineral, couldn't find a lot of information on it. Its uh, luster is dull and earthy, Again, the color is a greenish, a yellow to greenish yellow. It is a monolithic crystal uh, system, a member of the zipite group, named in sodium zipite in 1976 for its composition, dominant sodium and its relationship to zipite, renaming, renamed to natrozipite, in 2008. Happy Jack Mine, Blue Dyke Mine, White Canyon Mining District, San Juan County, Utah. Um, sounds like one of the areas that uh, it has been studied the most. It is a sulfite. Um, these crystals are not very big, medium size uh, in most cases. Hydrated sulfites containing hydroxyl or 
halogen, interestingly, uh, is attributed to this mineral. And the hardness is about five to five and a half on the Mohs scale. When you look at the atomic structure of this, they show an actual picture of the atomic structure at mindat.org, M-I-N-D-A-T.org. Um, it is a very complex structure, which makes me think, wow, you know, this is stuff you probably don't want to touch with your hands, even though there's no warnings here. This is just basic information on this. Be careful. They've got a couple downloads here for some studies and references that have been done on this. If you want to download PDFs and do more research on this mineral, um, near surface hydration of prior minerals is where it can be found. It is secondary mineral of uranium mineral deposits frequently, not commonly, at, not most common as a post mine growth. So it's not growing um, after the mine. It's found while it's mined. Velvety crystals of minute yellow masses and rare crystals are what are found. This is very collectible mineral for our mineral collecting friends. Um, you would want to keep this nice and dry. There's a list of associated minerals that are all really neat. And then there is a map showing locations where it is found around the world. Most of them in the Southwest United States some of them down here in South America, um, in the Argentina area. Also, we see some here. Usually it lights up and tells me what area. It's not doing it right now. Let's see if we can find out. Okay, also uh, Russia can be found in Russia. We have some way south here down in New Zealand. So other locations in Europe, um, of course, Spain we talked about. Um, I've got a list of different countries where this can be found. Uh, here we go. Argentina, Czech Republic, France, Germany, Hungary, New Zealand, Russia, Slovakia, Spain, Switzerland, UK, USA, and uh, quite a few areas in the USA. So if that is something you're interested in collecting, you might look and see if you can find an open area and go do that or do some research on the internet and check it out. Pretty cool mineral. Now, let's talk, um, we already talked about the Outback Jasper. I think we're running out of uh, subjects here. We have got one on cinnabar. I wanna talk about cinnabar. When you think of cinnabar, if you're a mineral person, you're gonna think of mercury. Well, guess what? Cinnabar can form some beautiful, spectacular crystals. They are ruby red. Um, they come in different crystal forms. Uh, specifically, looks like about three different ones that are very collectible. They're not super hard, two to two and a half on the hardness scale. They can be a tint or shade of red, coheal red or brownish red. Cinnabar from the Sofia mine in, in the Ukraine, it looks like a star. It looks like a star. It is a crystal. Uh, it has got uh, six sides with one, two, three, four, five, six terminated all into, um, almost into one point. Three of them are definitely a point, and then the other three come up to that point quite well. Also, elongated crystals, um, very small. This is kind of a thumbnail collectible, I believe. Most of these are not really, really big. 
but uh, the Culver Bear Mine area in the North Fork Little Sulphur Creek in Sonoma, California has produced some of these fine thumbnail elongated cinnabar bright ruby red crystals. A brownish red cinnabar can be found at the Tongren Mine from China. These have uh, what looks to be one, two, three, four, five, six sides, but it is like a pyramid with each of the three corners cut off at some degree and then angled uh, at about a 45 degree angle around the edge, giving it uh, quite a unique shape for this crystal. Again, not a huge crystal. Also another one that is kind of like the star pattern, but a slightly more elongated, terminated type of a point. Um, quite beautiful, looking like uh, triangles that are, are uh, stretched out all stuck into each other. Beautiful red with a lot of translucent in this beautiful uh, mineral specimen. Again, this is cinnabar. This is mercury, where mercury comes from. Very dangerous. Wouldn't want to touch it with my bare hands. Um, and uh, don't overheat it because mercury fumes will are toxic and will kill you. Um, it is a trigonal system, so that explains the crystal formation that we found. Even the crystal structure uh, does kind of lay out a trigonal shape and areas where these minerals can be found, maybe not the spectacular crystals, but in some form or another, it is quite plentiful all around the world. Um, you can find this in North America, South America, Africa, Asia, New Zealand, um, Australia, Europe, um, all over the world, there's locations where it can be found. Um, too many to really read off. I mean, it would just take us uh, quite a length of time to try to go through that. They have some great references here if you want to find out more about beautiful cinnabar rocks and minerals. And with that, I don't think I have much else to tell you about. Um, Next time, I will try to get a gold mining story for you. If you've got any ideas for a show, please look us up on social media. Radical Rocks, you can find us. You can reach out to us. I get back to people who leave comments and things like that on the videos and uh, that reach out to me um, on social media as much as I can. So uh, I get back to everybody eventually. Usually doesn't take too long. So feel free to do that if you want to. Until next time, remember, rock hounds don't die. We petrify.